Hello everyone. Welcome to the Tondel Titnu. I mean the first ever Tondel Titnu podcast. So first of all I would like to clarify what Tondel Titnu actually means. Uh, I know the name seems a bit weird, but Tondel Titnu actually means not untitled but backwards. So basically in this podcast we try to talk about a lot of miscellaneous things, some random things and like <clears throat> just give a general idea of uh, what uh, or like how we can expand uh, our thoughts into these topics and uh, of course hoping that it will actually help you guys in any way possible so for today for our first ever episode we decided to do something that uh, a lot of people actually have been asking like especially from my end um, friends have been asking a lot about how do you improve in your english and, uh, i'm not going to give you a straightforward answer uh, just to be clear i'm going to give you my experience but more importantly um we're going to actually get someone who has a lot of expertise in these topics uh, you know experience and that person is of course joined by me today is uh, rishwan pravin hi am i audible yeah i guess i am okay so what okay, are we so, going to talk about today okay so basically uh rishon is a international debate judge he's actually a debate a, a debater in uh, school districts and even until uh, the national district he is actually really good at debating so he's very good at debunking certain topics and he's also very good at talking about various different topics so today i would like to keep it simple and the reason why we have rishon on today is basically because he has just recently judged an international debate competition so for those of you who don't know um he has actually judged uh, teams from china from india and even from uh, australia a lot of other different countries so he has a lot of insight in these kinds of topics so we would like to ask his experience on this but before that um that full interview would like uh, we'll do it later on in this episode so let's just like get straight into it actually uh, i would like to ask my first question to you mr rishan so yeah, yeah go what, ahead Okay, so what do you think makes a person good in English, competent in English? Like, what would satisfy you as being good in English? Okay, I mean that is very subjective. Like, to a lot of people, good in English can be like an ability to just hold a conversation with someone and making sure that the person you're talking to understands what message you're trying to bring across. Across, but. other people it would mean like talking english fluently without any grammar mistakes and so forth but i think in general the main uh the main thing about any language in particular if you want to seem competent at it you need to be able to deliver a message across i mean for some people maybe it's talking in uh using simple vocabulary some people feel they need to use bigger words to express that but yeah i feel in general to be competent is just being able to get a message across so 
no matter how you do it, as long as the person you're talking to is able to understand what you're trying to say, it's generally fine. Yeah, I agree. So basically for me, I think for someone who has to be considered good in English, like because, okay, uh, here's just a side note for the viewers. Um, basically me and Richmond are native speakers. And for those of you who don't know what a native speaker is, it's basically someone who has been brought up uh, and their main language while the upbringing uh, was uh, English. So even though like you could be Chinese, your uh, family could be speaking Mandarin, your mother tongue could be Mandarin or Cantonese or Hokkien, or you could be Indian and your mother tongue could be Tamil or Malayalam or Telugu. But basically you were raised with English and using English. So when you are raised this way, you speak English in a completely different way. So one thing that yeah, native there is speakers, a difference. yeah, there is a very, very big difference. So one thing that native speakers, like I think all of us know is that when you are speaking to another person, you immediately can know if the other person is a native speaker or if he's not just by the way that someone else is talking. Yeah, so yeah for it's me, very true. Yeah, so I used to think, I, I mean, this is a, a little bit of a controversial opinion, but I used to think that people who, like when I spoke to another person and that person didn't speak back to me uh, and like in a native speaker way, I would think that their English isn't good. But then I realized like not everyone is a native speaker. So for you to actually like, like for me, um, a person who speaks good English is actually a person who like, um, they can convey their message to me and I can fully understand what they mean while also doing it in a very calm, collected and like chill manner. Like you're not uh, Googling up words that you don't understand or like using very complicated words to explain something like, a casual conversation. If you're able to have a casual conversation with me, um, I would think that you have good English. Like um, in your casual conversation, your grammar has to be correct. But the thing is, if you have good English, you won't even notice that your grammar is correct because it just comes naturally to you. Like it's not yeah, something true. that you have to- Yeah, It's like a flow. Yeah. But I think the most important thing, like if you're trying to improve yourself in English is not to try too hard. I mean, yeah, it sounds exactly. counterintuitive to us in a sense, but it's like, don't try to like use words that, that sound good, but maybe you don't fully understand. And then it can sound yeah. way out of context. I mean, especially true, as, true. As, a, as a native speaker, sometimes I come across people trying to talk to me in English but then I totally don't get what they're trying to say because they try to use a completely different word to what they actually want to tell me. So I think the best thing is just keep it simple and you will improve over time. Yeah, I think the main point is like, you can keep it simple. Like even native speakers, they actually just speak in a very simple manner. But what you're doing has to be accurate. It has to be correct to a certain degree, like it has to be correct. If you can speak in a simple manner to someone else without making any mistakes, then you are very much considered to have very good English. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. But I think 
it's important also to like let these mistakes happen because if you don't actually try to speak English in a good way, because by making these mistakes, gradually you will improve because there will be people correcting you along the way. So yeah. yeah, it gets to a point where it just becomes annoying when you have a friend <laughs> who's like a native speaker in English and then you're trying to speak to him. But then as you're speaking to him, he's just correcting everything that you're saying. And yeah. then you just feel so like you want to punch him in the face, but then no, you have to, yeah. He's just trying to help you. Like he's just pointing out what you're doing wrong. So if you can actually fix that, you can speak smoothly or just write smoothly without any mistakes. Like you can realize that there's something that's wrong here without needing to refer to like the laws of grammar or like <laughs> English punctuation or whatever. You're actually considered a very, very good English speaker. Is that true? Yeah, that is completely true. I agree. Okay, so basically now, um, I guess we would like to tell you how you could like strive to achieve this. And I know that we're just talking about uh, talking in English, but there's actually a whole different spectrum to it. So basically, in a way, even though you're speaking in English, and then some people might think, oh, some people, they can speak good English, but then they can't write good English. That's actually not the case. Like for English, especially for native speakers in general, um, if a native speaker can speak good English, he will always be able to write good English. Because when a native speaker is writing in English, he's actually speaking the sentence in his heart, like in his mind and he's writing it down at the same time. So if he wrote something wrongly, he would definitely know that he actually wrote something wrongly. There's no way that he's able to overlook that because he would know that it sounds wrong to him. Yeah, true, Is because I true? think most of the time as a native speaker, when you write, it's sort of like verbalizing your thought process. It's like as if you are talking to someone or like giving a speech. So yeah. it's like you're transcribing whatever you would say to someone. And automatically the grammar and punctuation it just follows yes like exactly. I, I agree so basically for all of you non-native speakers out there and uh, so you might think that some people are good at talking english but then they're not good at writing in english some people are really good at writing in english but then you're not good at talking in english you see that's where all of this confusion happens i believe that english is something that's supposed to be spoken not written because i think and I, I think this applies to a lot of languages but for english in particular if you can speak good english it means you have good english maybe like in chinese because i've learned chinese since i was young if you can write good chinese doesn't necessarily mean that you can speak good chinese you know good mandarin if you can write the Mandarin syllables and all the words properly, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can speak the Mandarin, like pronounce it properly, especially for me, because my pronunciation of Mandarin is extremely off. So even though I can write uh, some words, I can't pronounce them right. But for English, it's different. English, you need to learn how to speak. And the moment you get the speaking done, your writing will always be correct. Like while you are writing in English, you're supposed to speak out the sentence in your head, in your heart. 
you know, you're supposed to know what's wrong with the sentence. At, at least that's the way how I feel. How about you, Rishwan? Yeah, it's the same, mostly. I think to get that good grammar first, you need to improve, like he should said, your spoken English. I think that's the main, the main idea here. Like when you improve your spoken English, your writing follows. So I think what we'll be generally discussing today is going to revolve around spoken English, but everything that we say can apply to your written English your written English. Okay, so basically I think that, I mean, this applies to a lot of people, but <laughs> mainly some of my friends who are like, they can, especially in online texting, they can chat with me with um, relatively good English. But when I ask them, uh, like when I tell them that their English is good, um, they say, no, la, actually in real life, I cannot talk more. And then I was like, um, see, that's where the problem lies. You shouldn't be like doubting yourself. If you can speak, if you can text to me in a manner that I think, oh, your English is actually quite okay. Like you can actually talk properly. If you can text that, <clears throat> use the same thing, like do the same thing of what you're doing. Like when you're texting to me, use the same thing uh, when you're talking to me. So that same thing is basically the point that all of us English speakers are trying to look for. And it, this applies to a lot of languages, but I think for English, this really does come down to basically how good your understanding is to the point that you know what you have done wrong or what you have said wrong, and you can easily correct yourself without needing other people to help you correct it. Do you agree, Richard? Yeah, it's really all about confidence. I mean, when you when you when you can text relatively well, it should be about the confidence to translate that into a good speaking, a good spoken English. Like, if you are able to express in words something, if if you can express your thoughts in words already, you should be able to verbalize it and vice versa. So yeah, I do agree. It really is all about confidence. Just go out there and try to make your spoken English and your written English be at one. And, and once you gain more confidence in English and the more exposure you get, you will reach a certain stage where you know what you're saying is right and you are less likely to question yourself. And I think that's key here. Like once you stop questioning yourself, you can start to go out more confidently and you don't have to worry about whether people are judging your English, but you can just hold a conversation with people normally. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So basically, I think it all comes down to this, like <clears throat> to all of you who want to know how you can improve your English, the most basic thing is that you shouldn't think uh, about texting and speaking. Like you shouldn't think that both of them are separate. Your texting is directly affecting your speaking. You shouldn't be texting good and speaking trash. You should be speaking good and texting trash because that's a very, very common theme in people who know how to speak English. They text like garbage. Like it's actually insane. If you look I mean, at I do know who, some people who like, 
actually have good punctuation, but that's just a minority of people. Yeah, that's just a minority. Not everyone is so good. Not everyone's going to be like, oh my God, there's this like one thing that I did wrong. And there's this like other thing that I did wrong. Then they're going to be correcting Unless all of the messages. Unless have one of those keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like, that's never going to happen. Your English, you have to think of it in a spoken way. So basically the way I learned English when I was young, is that I never touched an English textbook, never went to an English tuition or whatever. You basically just need to watch TV, uh, read some books. I mean, reading books yes, these that days. Is like, very true. Yeah, it maybe reading books is like a bit irrelevant, but watching TV, yeah, like dramas, serials, all of these different kinds of activities that you can do. This is actually very very like you might think it's very small but like okay let's just say uh friends you know friends has 10 seasons okay the tv show friends i watched 10 seasons of friends and i spoke a lot better than how i used to speak before because it basically just normalizes yourself like you feel like you can do it so the thing is very receptive to it, I feel. I mean, I know people who like, they can watch a lot of English shows, but the reality is they don't tend to apply that in real life. So yeah, you have to try and like, be like what you see on TV. It, it really is as simple as that. Exactly. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's a very good point actually. It's basically not like, you're not supposed to watch TV to learn English. Like you shouldn't have that mindset. You watch TV to watch TV. The English learning part, it will come naturally. Like you don't need to worry about that. Your job is to watch TV (laughs) and watch all of these different videos or like content or whatever you want, you know, dramas, movies or whatever. But I feel like the more you watch them, the more better your English will get. The main rule here is that you shouldn't be like when you're sitting down in front of your couch and you're about to start like the first season out of 10 seasons of Friends, you're not supposed to be thinking to yourself that, okay, I'm going to watch this and my English is going to be, you know, like 10 times better once I'm done. No, you shouldn't be thinking of it that way. You should be thinking of it like, I'm going to watch this for the entertainment. Like you shouldn't be objecting yourself to learning better English. It will come naturally. Trust me. That's how native speakers are born. You think native, like you think a two-year-old me will be sitting in front of the TV every day, and then I'll be like, okay, today I'm gonna learn English. No, I never, never in my life have I ever done that. You just sit in front of the TV and you watch it, and you try your best to understand it. But the thought of I'm gonna learn English today should never cross your mind. It will come naturally. Trust me. Does it take time? I think, but the more committed you are to watching English TV shows or English dramas, the better your English is going to get really, really quickly. I promise you. Yeah, true. I agree. And I think an alternative to like watching TV would, of course, be surrounding yourself with friends or like people who actually use English as their native language or their main language. Because in a similar way to TV, these are the people you're surrounding with. But the added bonus is that you're also going to converse with them. So, you know, when you're around like-minded people, you most 
most of the time you tend to try to be like them, them like try to fit in in the sense. So when everyone is around you is speaking good English, not only are you like absorbing that, but you're also going to start speaking in a similar manner to them. So that's another thing. It's similar to how like when you watch uh, English shows, you're watching them and taking in the show. And as a result, subconsciously, and I think that's really key here, like you just said, don't think that you want to speak like that. You want to learn exactly how they talk, but watch it for the entertainment and subconsciously your brain is going to absorb how they speak and it will seep into your conversation naturally. It happens. Yeah, okay, but I think your point is a bit uh, uh, controversial because, okay, here's the actual problem. If you have a good English speaking friend, <clears throat> okay, he's like one of these people in your friend group. Okay. The thing about him is he's not going to be speaking the way he normally speaks because he's yeah, going to adapt I mean, to you people <laughs> speaking yeah, the, the way. In a way, yeah. like, if you want to improve, you got to surround yourself with English-speaking friends. I mean, Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't just be one not, person. Yeah, because that one person is probably <clears throat> going to feel a bit out of place and will probably try to adapt. I mean, I find myself doing that a lot. I think exactly, exactly. Too, to be honest, like, yeah, all try to sound happens, more relatable yeah. and less native speaker. Like, yeah, yeah, like you can't just speak like how you want to speak. You have to adapt to how other people are speaking around you. Like, I'm a, I'm the only native speaker in a group of friends. I have four other friends in my one group, and basically, when I speak, I need to sound more like them than how I sound more like myself. So at the start, when I realized this, I was like, no, like this is wrong because I'm deviating from my, like the way that I speak. Yeah, true. But it subconsciously happens because when you're in the minority, you tend, you don't want to be the odd one out because people might find you weird or like, what is he saying? I don't get it. So to appeal to your friend group, like, or appeal to that particular social setting, you tend to be like, okay, maybe I should speak more like the people around me so they can understand me better. Yes, exactly. I agree. So basically, if you're trying to learn through basically speaking with other people, I won't like, I wouldn't recommend that you speak with only one person. You have to have a large circle. Yeah, because the native speaker has to feel like he can communicate in the way that he normally does. Like you cannot make him adapt because I noticed this thing about native speakers is that that's why Okay, and this is an actual problem. That's why most people who ask their friends to teach them English never learn anything new. Because their mm. friend has bold the natural claim. urge. Yeah, it's, it's a bold claim, but their friend has the natural urge to basically um, make themselves more relatable to whoever they're teaching. Yeah, it's like so you they, sort of subconsciously you try to dumb it down, trying to make it easier. Yeah, to and you don't know that you're doing that, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing. Like maybe your, your friend would learn like new words or anything, but they're not going to learn the proper way to speak English, like without errors. If you learn new words in English, it's really not that good. I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. If we were to just teach people English, the rules are there, it's going to become like a science eventually, like, oh, just yeah. memorize grammar rules and it just defeats the whole point of learning English in general because ultimately the goal is to be able to speak well. So it exactly, be like yes. That. 
So it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be learning new words or trying to use fancy words. You should be speaking correctly. Like you should be focusing on that more. And especially with your native speaker friends, I like I notice this a lot. A lot of native speakers are like that. <laughs> if they're talking to a group of people who aren't native speakers, they bring themselves like they just suit themselves to fit in with the way that other people are talking. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, say, don't, I know yeah. one or two, again, I know one or two people who don't change the way they speak, but again, that's still annoying. Yeah, that that's, that's annoying. Still See, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know, <laughs> like, sometimes you, if, like, you're a non-native speaker and you hear someone, like, talking in, like, really fluent English, you might think they're, what, showing off in a way. I mean, yeah, I get, exactly. I've gotten that sometimes. I've heard that about other people, too like especially accent okay i'm just gonna say this right here right now if you're speaking with accent just shut up okay you don't need to use an accent when you're speaking for god's sake okay it is the most disgusting thing you will ever hear in your life when someone is trying to put on an accent and speak to you never 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 put it on I mean, if you want to speak in an accent, you sort of learn the accent. Like, you know how people, like, when they go study abroad, like, maybe someone goes to the UK and then they come back with a British accent. I mean, if someone's putting on an accent, you can tell because there will still be traces of your the, your actual original accent. It will still be there. Exactly, exactly. That just sounds really off. Accents are like English. They come naturally without even you wanting to learn. Like, you don't need to tell yourself like i'm going to learn how to do a british accent today because no the more I've time seen many you spend, impressions yeah i, I like, practically live next to one <laughs> okay no name calling here it's everyone's anonymous <laughs> okay. you know who you so are it's basically <laughs> okay wink wink <laughs> okay so it's basically like um it, you you don't need to bring yourself to learn the new accent. The more time you spend, especially like it's the same thing with English. The more time you spend in it, the more better you're gonna get. There's no very fast way. Like there's no way to like check your grammar if it's correct or like that because it gets to a point where you don't even care about grammar anymore. It's just like does this sound right? You know, I feel yeah, like that's the true. way. Because yeah. when you hear something that's not correct, like, that doesn't sound right, or that doesn't sound like something I would say, and then that's what you should be striving to achieve. Yeah, it's all about sound. So basically, how, okay, so we've told you how you, like, uh, how are the ways that you're supposed to improve your English. And it's basically just doing your everyday things, your generic things, watching TV, watching a drama, watching a movie, speaking with a group of friends. You can do all of this, right? But your intention should never be to learn English. You should just do it for the sake of doing it. Like you like the Avengers, so you watch the Avengers. You don't watch the Avengers, so and then you go like, oh, I'm just gonna learn English by watching the Avengers. That's not the way it works. You should never have that intention. You should just watch it for the sake of entertainment. Okay, so that's basically the main rule. Okay, it comes naturally. And here's the thing. How do you know if you've actually achieved that level? Like you've achieved the point that, oh, okay. So it's like, I'm actually good at English. The way you know that is that at one point, you don't even think about grammar anymore. That word just becomes non-existent. It's basically the sound. It's basically 
when you're writing a sentence and you read it out to yourself, if it sounds wrong, like you feel like it sounds wrong, that means you are officially a good English speaker because you can detect the mistake without needing to refer to all these grammatical rules. Okay, let's just say an elephant. Okay, and I know I, because my grammar isn't even good. <laughs> I don't, I don't know a lot of different laws of grammars, but like I know that if your word, the first alphabet of your word is a vowel, so elephant is an e. So the word that comes before that is an, a-n, not a. You don't say a elephant, you say an elephant. So the thing is, for me, it comes naturally. So I say that elephant, okay, there is an elephant and it is big. So if that sentence, if I read that sentence out to myself, I would feel like there is a elephant. But the moment I hear yeah, but then elephant, it sounds wrong. Yeah, it sounds wrong. It's like something is wrong there. So the moment you start feeling that way and you stop thinking like, oh, wait, no, it shouldn't be a, uh, it should be an because the E is a vowel. No, you shouldn't be thinking that way. You see, if you're, if you're thinking of it that way, you're still doing it wrong. It should come naturally to you. It should sound wrong. It shouldn't yeah, yeah, be yeah, grammatically true. wrong. And I think like it's, there's nothing wrong with learning these grammar rules. Like, yeah, you can learn that, okay, if it starts with A, E, I, or U, you use an and so forth. But it will get to a point where you start forgetting that you actually knew these rules in the first place. Because yeah, like for me, I've completely see, forgotten most of them. <laughs> like, seriously, like yeah, even last like year. Sometimes somebody asks, when somebody comes and asks you about a certain grammar rule and because you're yeah but then you don't know, you, know it, you just think but you just <laughs> correct them without actually referring to anything and then when they ask i have some friends who actually like they ask me to explain why did you say that i find it hard sometimes to do that i mean you sure that you experience that too as well yeah yeah it's the same thing it's basically when people are asking you to explain oh why did you change this or why did you change that it's like i i because it sounds wrong it just sounds wrong i can't tell you the specifics i don't know because of course that's when you know you your English mistake. is good. But it's, yeah, and they'll be like, oh, you're bluffing, or you're just trying to show off and stuff like that. But really, yeah, when I've gotten we really that a lot. don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, an actual know, like, problem. Just, like, this is what we think sounds right, and it so happens to be correct. But that's just a consequence of us being native speakers, or also it's a testament to the fact that if we're not a native speaker, to how much we've improved. Yes, so that's the main point here. If you want to improve in your English, you do all of your daily things, but without the intention of learning English, but you need to watch and learn English without the intention of learning English. I know it sounds yeah. weird, but it is true. And how do you know that you've gotten to that point that your English is actually good? The main thing, like the main point that stands out out of all of them is that you're able to detect these mistakes without referring to grammatical errors or how the sentence structure or whatever, okay? It never refers back to that. If you can successfully do that, you're actually really good to go. Do you agree? Yeah, that's really all you need to do. Just improve your English. It happens naturally. And don't think about the learning. The learning will happen. I mean, that's how we are. That's how we roll, really, basically. Like, your mind, you're going to automatically start picking up the right way of speaking English the more you expose yourself to it.
Exactly, which is why I think the school's way of teaching is actually wrong. I know this oh, is really controversial. It's a big. Yeah, but to be honest, I mean, you can say it's controversial, but this is an, an opinion that a lot of people generally share. Exactly. Unless you exactly. don't really care about the education system, in which I really don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say. So, I mean, um, but we're not going to be talking about the educational system Yeah, now. that's not today's yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could save that for another episode, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Stay tuned. Yeah. So, this is basically... There will be more episodes. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, <laughs> just stay tuned. You, you guys can tell us whatever topics you want to listen from us. If we have a good opinion. Because we do not want to talk about things that we don't know. <laughs> we want to talk about things that we actually know. So we don't yeah, sound so like so If dumb. you have questions, feel free to like let us know. And yeah, just let we us can know. address them in like future episodes. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. So, so I guess um, that kind of wraps it up for how you're supposed to speak proper English. How do you improve in English? Okay, so now let's just get on to the part about, uh, so this is basically story time with Richard. Ah, so, <laughs> right, right, so, right. so tell us about your debate, uh, your international debate condition, uh, competition. Just like give us a rundown of what happened and how it played out and stuff like that. Right, right, right. So for those of you who don't know, I recently participated as a judge in the Australasian uh, InterVarsity Debating Championships. I mean, due to COVID, it was held online. So that was a really new experience for me. But also, I mean, I've been a debater for three years now, but this has been my first experience attending a tournament as a judge. And let's just say it was really eye-opening for like a number of reasons. It's safe to say like, um, as a judge, you get to see new perspectives about how people talk. And as Kisho mentioned, yeah, it's an international tournament. I judge teams from China, India, Australia, Indonesia, the Philippines, and yeah, lots of other countries. And it was really eye-opening to see because you not only you are judging some native speakers, but there are also a lot of competitive debaters who are also really good, but they are not classified as native speakers. Because like in debate tournaments, you have this classification of whether you speak English as a second language or whether you're a native speaker. And for some teams, there is a whole separate break for that. So like at the end of preliminary rounds, these teams are separated. So as judges, you will be told like which speakers are native speakers and some are, and which speakers are not. But surprisingly, a lot of, uh, surprisingly, there are a lot of speakers out there who say they're not native speakers, but they can sound as good, if not better, than some of the native speakers I, I've seen. So yeah, even though, like, as judges, you are told whether someone's a native speaker or not, I've been generally surprised by quite a number of people who say they are not native speakers, but they sound really good, or maybe even better than some of the native speakers I judged. So I think it's something to think about, like, don't, just because English was not your first language growing up does not mean you can improve to the point where people would assume that English is your first language. That level of proficiency is attainable, trust me. Yeah, I agree. So basically, it's like, um, so what you're saying is that even though those people weren't native speakers, the way that they speak, basically, for you, it felt like they were native speakers. And that's kind of unheard of. Because for native speakers, when they listen to someone else speaking, 
they know if you're a native speaker or not. So this really does like comes to show if you do it right, like if you follow the way native speakers learn, you yourself can become a native speaker. And that's how the greatest speakers in the world, like English in general, if you just want to use it, it has to be good. But then it has to be good in a native speaker way. It shouldn't just be you have good English. You should speak good English in a native speaker way. And I feel like that's the proper way to speak English, to be honest. Yeah, but again, don't try too hard. That's yeah, really again, good. again, never, never try. Okay, you should never try to speak like a native speaker. You should just, like, it shouldn't even cross your mind. You know, it all happens subconsciously. Like, you don't need to think about being a good English speaker or speaking good English. Like, right now, I'm not thinking about, oh, am I going to say a word wrong or stuff like that? Because I know that I won't say a word wrong. Yeah, true. Because but, I know. Okay, but even yeah. if, like, let's say you're, you're not that sure that your English is great. Just don't be afraid to make the mistake. Just, just be confident, be yourself, and just have courage. Yeah. People, to people will. Yeah. That's so in the debate competition, like, do these things happen? Yeah, it's true. Right. I mean, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be to have debating for like quite a while now, and I have seen people like not only within my own team but also from other schools and people I've met. Like, maybe they may not have great English at first, but over time, because they're brave enough to step up and try to improve and just try to speak in English more, they automatically become better. It's a very noticeable difference. Exactly, I agree. So, okay, how about the rounds? Like, which, um, which contestants basically surprised you the most? I, interesting question. There were quite a few. I mean... There was this team from Indonesia who I thought were really excellent. They went up against Australian Australian team and they really did hold their own. So, but I think the main takeaway I got from that like whole round, not not in terms of debating, but like as someone who's just watching this debate to see how people speak, I think the most important thing I saw was that they went into it without any fear. They felt like okay, I can engage with these people and try to talk with them in a way that sounds convincing enough. It's just, yes, you exactly, to have that bravery. Yeah. don't be afraid that you're speaking to someone who like maybe has better English with you. I mean, you might surprise a few people. Were there uh, those kind of people over there? Like, like they, they, they're just not confident in the way that they speak English. Like when someone else speaks to them, that they're just like, they're so stressed. They're like, oh my God, is English so good? So if I don't speak good English, I'll be like that. Were they yeah, like that? yeah, I've come across these people as well. But really, if you So what's your advice to them? Like, what do you think they should do? Don't be afraid to make the mistake. I mean, I know it sounds difficult at first, but like, what isn't really difficult, to be honest? I mean... Learning English is going to be a long, hard journey for some. I mean, as native speakers, it's like, it's a process. Like, when we were five years old, we wouldn't be as good as English as we are now. It's a constant process. Even native speakers have things to learn. Like, they, we pick up stuff along the way. It's human nature. So, it's just the only exactly. difference that you're starting your process a little bit later. So, yeah, just try your best. Just don't be afraid. 
That's the only okay, thing. But the best part about all of this, I think you will also agree with me, is the fact that we native speakers, we had to learn English since we were young. Yeah, so that's it was a big like, advantage. Yeah, but that's actually, like, if you think about it really, right, that's not actually an advantage. Because when we were young, our thought process, like, we still weren't mature enough to understand learning, you know, our learning capabilities weren't that good. I mean, true, but for but people, like, yeah. In a way, you were exposed to it since you were young, so that's one of the first things you absorbed. Yeah, that's one of the first things, exactly. But in terms of who could learn it faster, I believe that, I'm, I've never seen this personally myself, but I believe like people at our age, like teenagers, especially people who have uh, like basically matured, I believe like they are the ones who can actually learn really quickly instead of taking years, like us native speakers. Like I actually, I wasn't a proper native speaker until I was form one, 13 years old. That's like, it took me 13 years to get to the point that I am now. And from 13 years old to 18 years old, there's literally nothing, nothing has changed. It's been the same thing all over. So I believe like some, like if you follow these rules, I believe like you could actually do this in a very short amount of time. Like it wouldn't take you as long. Do you believe that or how is it? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with what you said, to be honest with you. Yeah, true. Okay. So I hope this kind of just sums it up for all of you. Uh, for the native speakers who are listening, I hope that um, you could actually be nice because here's a real world problem. Oh, native yes. speakers think that they're so good, you know, that they'll show off to other people that, oh, my English is so good. But actually, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, just think of it as like, if you try to learn a foreign language, like maybe you try to learn French or something like that, and when you actually speak to native French speakers, you wouldn't yeah, want... they'll be laughing at you. <laughs> exactly, they'll be laughing at you. It's just, it's such a normal thing. Okay, it's just, you, you shouldn't be laughing at people just because they're incapabilities of doing it. I mean, yes, sometimes it can be very funny. And if they can take it as a joke as well, yes, do laugh. But not they're everybody like is friend. like as... Yes, but not everybody is like that. Because some people, you would definitely hurt their integrity. You'll definitely hurt their feelings, you know? Like, because you, you are discouraging them from learning English. Where, like, basically you are creating this sort of space where you're not giving someone a chance to actually learn. And I know this because this has happened before to a lot of my friends. And it's kind of sad because these people, especially like any mature person can easily learn English. It's such a common language. It's so easy to learn. English is everywhere. To speak in a native. You need yes, to speak. exactly. You need to learn. If it's a universal communication method, it, it's a must. It would get you a lot of places. Like even I met this, I used to be a moderator um, for my school when I was in high school. Um, and we had this uh, millionaire. He was uh, a, an alumni for our school. And basically when I was interviewing him, he said that you can get anywhere if you have good English. And I agree with him because when I spoke to him, I thought he was a native speaker, but in fact, he actually wasn't. 
So I guess he actually learned, like he actually achieved that level. And I believe that if you guys can do that too, you'll be fine. Seriously. It's not that hard, to be honest. It really isn't that hard. It's really all about initiative. Just have the confidence to go out and try. Mistakes will happen along the way, but eventually you'll reach the level you want to be at. And that's, and that's great. Exactly. So for the native speakers out there, for God's sake, okay, if your friend is trying to learn how to become a native speaker, to become don't a good native off. speaker, yes, please, just don't. Okay? So I guess um, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Um, I guess we'll wrap it off right here. Um, are there any more final remarks from you, Rishwan? Uh, not really. I think we've really covered the base of it. Yeah, we we really covered. This is basically uh, like the like I the mean, one and there's only a lot guy you about, need. But this is just like the main points that you need to know if you want to learn English. It's just like exactly. our tips, what we think. Yeah, and yeah, like you could have a differing opinion. You could trust us or not. But that's okay. It's it's entirely that's up. okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's entirely up to you. But if you do believe us, I promise you, this is basically the way stuff goes. It's really not that complicated. You don't yeah, need you to... You will see improvements. Yeah, you will. You will. Trust me. Like at first, you won't. But if you're mature enough, you will. And slowly but surely, you definitely will become an incredibly good speaker promise you like this is a guarantee for sure i mean there's no way that you won't yeah it worked for us so it should work for you because definitely because had to learn somewhere so yeah yeah exactly no one is born a baby who can actually speak english (laughs) if there was i'd like to meet that baby yeah (laughs) yeah so i hope this really helped um, a lot of you i know that a lot of you actually do want to know how to improve your English. And I always see people doing it wrongly. So this is like, this is a very comprehensive guide. And yeah, um, I guess we'll wrap it off over here. So hopefully you all enjoyed. Um, if there's anything that you would like to know, you could just PM us um, for our next episode. If you have any, uh, we'll have a guest for our next episode and any topic actually it doesn't have to be a very serious topic we miscellaneous it doesn't have to be, be about like learning English it, this is a yeah. miscellaneous podcast we it shouldn't be anything yeah. interesting Ton Del stands for not entitled which means it can be anything yeah we, anything. we literally could not come up with a title because like there's so many things we can touch there's on. so many things that you can talk about exactly so if you have any suggestions do tell us we'll have a guest on our next episode or even and, just like it doesn't have to be a topic where anything you just want to know about us or anything you want to ask us like our opinion feel free yeah. to let us know feel free to let us know we'll, we'll always respond so thank you all so much for listening this is this has been Kishore uh, Ramis and uh, Rishwan Pravin our guest judge for joining us today. So thank you so much and goodbye.